Hello, I'm Dr. Rangan Chatterjee. Welcome to my Built to Thrive podcast. And all this week, we're going to be looking at the impact of our digital interactions. Are they enhancing your life or are they actually pulling you away from real world connections and activities? If so, I've got some really simple ideas to share with you that will help you declutter your digital life. You may have noticed that since you got your smartphone, you find yourself staring at your screen a lot more than you used to. It's actually pretty incredible that the average person spends around 145 minutes of each day on social media. That's nearly 17 hours a week and over 36 days a year. And I think that just highlights how addictive and what a time thief social media can be. So today, I want to explore the science behind our phone addiction, and I'd like to get you thinking about why you might be finding it so hard to switch off. Now, as a medical doctor of 20 years, I've had countless patients who've come to me with anxiety and depressive symptoms, and so many of them had one thing in common. They had no technology boundaries. But once I helped improve their digital hygiene, a lot of their symptoms started to improve. If I think back to when I was a child, friends and family who wanted to get hold of me would use the landline, or they'd write to us by mail. But these days, there are a whole variety of different ways in which people can get in touch with you. They might call your mobile, they might text you, or they might try and contact you via one of your multiple email accounts. And if you're someone like me who's pretty active on social media, it's not just family and friends but complete strangers that might be contacting you at any time of the day. Of course, you can still turn off your phone, but the reality is many of us don't do this until bedtime. And even at bedtime, many of us still don't turn our phones off. So let's do a quick check. Grab a pen and write down every single way someone can contact you in your digital world. And I think you'll be surprised at the number. I know I certainly was. I calculated that for me, there are nine different ways that people can get in touch, four of which are public, including Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. What is that number for you? How many ways can people get in touch with you? Are you surprised by that number? And how does that number compare to, let's say, five years ago or 10 years ago? Now, of course, email, social media, text messaging, and other forms of instant communication have some definite benefits. It's undeniable that many of us are finding ourselves increasingly addicted to our devices. Now just think back to the last time you posted a photo. How many times did you honestly go back and check? Was it once or twice? Five times? 10 times? 20 times? Or was it even 50 times? I know it sounds crazy, but the truth is that a lot of us, if not all of us, thrive on the approval of others. We desperately want to be liked. And when you hear the ping of a notification, a chemical called dopamine is released in your brain. And when it's released, it's an incredibly satisfying feeling. Every single ping feeds your need for approval and it feels like you can't get enough. But what happens when you criticize online or your post is met with silence and you're not getting that external validation that you so desperately want? What happens if someone is outright mean? You see, you may go through a whole gamut of different emotions. Most of them will be negative, fueling your sense of insecurity and a potential lack of self-worth. This can make you feel anxious, it can make you feel under attack, which in turn can trigger your body's natural fight or flight response. 
This in turn, as you may have heard on Built to Thrive a few weeks ago, releases the stress hormone cortisol. That is one of your body's primary stress response hormones when it thinks you're in danger. This hormone, along with other hormones, pushes your heart rate up, your blood pressure goes up, and your body and mind literally thinks it's physically under attack. But the truth is, you haven't even gotten up off the sofa. If we look back at our evolutionary past, the stress response was designed to help us survive physical attacks. But in our modern world, our fight or flight response can now be activated by simply going on Facebook. Social media isn't just stealing our time. I think it also has the power to steal our joy as well. You see, many of us put our best foot or our best face forward on social media, but collectively, when we all do this, it's not really helping our mental well-being, especially when we start comparing ourselves to others or look for validation from other people. Now, of course, social media has benefits, but when I am online, either at my laptop or gazing at my phone, scrolling or chatting, I'm effectively disengaged from the world around me. So how often have you found yourself scrolling on your phone and realized that you've wasted time when you could have gone to bed earlier or done something much more enjoyable or productive? I do it, we all do it. But what I would suggest is you think about being a little bit more intentional about when you use your phone and for what purpose. And I would definitely recommend you have some clear windows during your day when you're not using any technology at all. So to finish off today's show, I've got three simple tips for you to experiment with. Number one, why not think about having a no-tech lunch hour? If a whole hour is too much for you, could you have 10 or 15 minutes at lunchtime where you don't look at any technology? Perhaps you could leave your phone and your computer in the office or at home and go for a 10 or 15 minute walk around the block. There are so many benefits when you do that, not least you have a bit of time to yourself again without using any technology. The second tip would be to schedule a time in the day where you check social media. Rather than it being a default thing that you do whenever you're not doing something else, intentionally put it in your diary, maybe 10 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes in the evening. And the third and final tip is to try turning off all notifications on your phone. This is something I did, I think about five years ago now, and I would never go back. It means if someone sends you an email, you don't get notified. If someone likes your previous comments on social media or your post, you don't get notified, which basically puts you in control rather than the phone. That's all for today. Give those three things a try. See how it makes you feel. I really do hope you'll give some of them a go. And I'll see you tomorrow when I'll be looking at why our tech could be damaging our IQ and our attention span. Hold up. 